Hi, welcome to 1203. I'm Valeria. I'm Marcelo. And today we are going to be talking about, you know, why we made the podcast. We're going to be introducing ourselves and also what it means to us being a Hispanic teenager today. So let's get into it. So I'm Valeria. I'm 14 years old. I'm in the ninth grade. I live in the United States of America. And Marcelo is my cousin, just for, I guess, information. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Marcelo? I'm obviously Marcelo. I'm 15. I'm in the 10th grade. And I live in Mexico. Yeah, so, well, we made this podcast. I mean, my side of it, I guess. Uh, I really like podcasts. I love listening to them when I'm cleaning my room or maybe, like, making a snack right before bed. Um, I find it a really good way to, like, not get too distracted but also have some, like, background noise and be able to think of something. Um, And, yeah, I really like podcasts, and when Marcelo brought – up that we you know we can make a podcast it'd be really cool and I thought you know what yeah that'd be great that'd be great so um so that's just kind of like my side of it Marcel do you want to say anything well I think uh I think it was a great idea me bringing it up especially to you you're like really the person that could find their way into making a podcast and really enjoying the process itself and I think it's just awesome having an awesome co-host here Oh. Thank you, Valeria, for coming <laughs> on to the show and helping helping out with the idea. And I think it's it's just marvelous. Like it's it's amazing. I think we could really really like speak out what we think and maybe like get a few listeners in and just share our topics and what we think. Yeah, of course. I mean yeah, we're just freedom of expression, pretty much. And we're to talk. You know, and I think that's the cool thing about having a podcast. So, yeah. So what does it mean being a Hispanic teenager today for you, Marcelo? Um, it's pretty, it's a pretty, well, Mexico, especially, it's kind of a third world country, especially because of our presidents and our economic situation, our down, downfall, endless downfall we have, but. It's a, it's a pretty, I don't know, it's a pretty underrated thing when it comes to, like, kind of being, well, third world, at least, because we do have a lot of problems, and especially when we move into other places and do other things and try to get along with other people, we really get looked at as just Latin Americans from who knows where, and it just feels weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. What about like specifically, you know, being a Hispanic teenager, like you and your in your daily life, like being a teenager? Well, it's really been kind of weird because especially at our age, we we tend to feel pretty lonely and well in, in the sense that we can't really trust many people. People are really hypocritical not nice and it's honestly a bit of a i don't know it's a bit of a situation trying to have people with you having a good friend 
and uh, just having people to get along with. Everything is pretty much like you always have a social role you have to follow. Yeah. And it's it's just tough sometimes. You just wanna you just wanna break out of that social role and be yourself. Just be who you wanna be and not be that Latin American dude that just says taco or like eats tacos and knows what a tortilla is and the US. <laughs> it's kind of weird sometimes. Yeah. You just yeah. wanna be anyone pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, if I haven't mentioned it before, I'm gonna mention it now. Marcelo and I are cousins. I don't know if I said that before. We're like on our our third draft or something. But we're we're cousins. He lives in Mexico. Um, I've been to Mexico many times. I have family down there. I mean, him, yeah, others too. Um, and I live in the United States. And I think that specifically for this podcast, it's it's kind of a cool contrast, you know, because. We do have that Hispanic teenager, you know, culture, like, embedded in us. But um, but we do have the difference of, like, I'm living in a country with so many, you know, like, different cultures and races and beliefs and everything. Whereas in Mexico, it's a lot, like, it's still very just it's kind of the same, you know. Um, a lot of people are... Catholics of course there's other religions but like the majority is Catholic right and um and like almost everyone's Hispanic you know so it's that contrast is really cool and just like the life down there is different from the life up here and you know being a Hispanic teenager to me I mean it's it's um it's different because I'm not 100% Hispanic I'm mixed uh, my dad is Scandinavian, so that's like from Denmark, Sweden, you know, and um, and my mom's my mom's Mexican. So, uh, so having that contrast, you know, it's like also really interesting and kind of me finding out what it means to be a Hispanic teenager, you know. And I think it's it's just kind of it's it's a cool way to think of it. So, yeah. So, what we really come to grown up to is that we're not expected we're not expected to keep our culture when we move to other places. It does disappear when, as your parents, Mexican and Scandinavian, mm-hmm. the Scandinavian part is probably going to disappear because of my side. Well, your mom's side being more dominant with the family and the family traditions and all that. Well, Eventually the year. Let me say something real quick. Um, I think in a way, yeah, I think I do feel a bit more connected to my Hispanic side. And I think mainly because um, that's not as common over here. So I really like cherish that, you know, and I really like value that. So I am thinking about that a lot more constantly than I am thinking about my Scandinavian side. But don't get me wrong. Like, I also think about my Scandinavian side and I don't I don't tend to forget that I do have family that I visit although I visit you guys more because um we don't my dad's immediate family doesn't have any more like kids it's just like us and my grandparents so um usually we visit our grandparents a lot but like the I guess you know when you have cousins like it's just a lot more 
of like this interaction and you value that a bit more, you know? So I think that, yeah. Okay. Continue. Well, I was, that? well, my bad. Well, as I was going to say until you mm-hmm. abruptly interrupted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> was that even though, like, how do I say this? Even though immigrants from, just as an example, from China come to the U.S., from El Salvador, Cuba, I don't know, anywhere pretty much, come to the U.S. or Mexico or anywhere, right? the cultures get mixed a lot and you start to go into this American culture into Mm -hmm. this Mexican culture and you start being one of the like one with the country with the way of talking with the way of living cooking even walking I don't know (laughs) it just like feels weird to walk through the streets it's just a whole different experience to walk through I don't know Italy to Mexico it's just Mm -hmm. something insane so when you come from, let's just say, Italy to Mexico, it's something radical. It's a huge change, especially with the way of talking, thinking, culture, and even the way the streets are developed and how people walk across these streets. They just don't care in some. They There's no cars. Over here in Mexico, there is a lot of cars, and there's way too much traffic over there. There's not so much. It's a lot of things that change, and especially it just boggles with your mind and messes with your mind and just changes the way you think and develop especially the way you cherish your culture yeah in that sense i mean that the culture is slowly and slowly disappearing like my mexican culture when i go over there is Mm -hmm. probably gonna fade away with time and yes it could be a bad thing good thing doesn't matter but the point is we don't want to lose that culture we left behind we yeah. cherished so much and grew and followed all those traditions for nothing just to be it, for it yeah. to be left out out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to be talking about how it just disappears and it fades out of our life when we move to other places. Like for me personally, I'm going to move to the U.S. and my, as I said, my Mexican culture is probably going to fade away slowly and my Spanish too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out, if that's going to be good or bad. Yeah, but... It's going to happen. But one thing is certain that it it's being proven that most families that come from China, I don't know, from the other side of the world that move to the U.S. eventually have kids from the 50s, from people born from the 50s. They move in 70s, 80s, 1980s, and... It just starts to like their kids and then they have another set of kids. It just starts to fade away. The Chinese part starts to fade away and their culture just starts to dissipate and just disappears almost entirely. They almost have no culture left. And those little pillars, just wait up, Valeria. Those little pillars, the pillars for their culture, Chinese culture or Mexican, where you want to grab the example from. They're just being held up by those elder family members who kept their culture, which they were born over there. You feel me? Yeah, I I understand. I think that's a valid argument. I think, you know, like move and forget. But I also, I've been on the other end of that where I, you know, I was born in, in the U.S., um, but my mom, you know, she came here from Mexico and uh after studying and whatever but 
she she fought very hard because I think you can prevent it. I think you're always going to morph, you know, you're always going to morph the culture of the country you're in to the culture of, you know, your parents' country. But I think if you get too carried away, like you said, you could definitely forget it, you know, over time. But I think um, you could just morph it together, which I think is what my family has been doing. You know, my mom strictly like when we were very young as soon as we were born like it was always Spanish it was always Spanish because we were we were gonna learn English you know we lived in the U.S. we were gonna learn English at one point so Spanish was like the top priority so we were we only spoke in Spanish when we were very young there was a rule um in our household that said you know at home you have to speak Spanish but if you're not at home you can speak English or Spanish or whatever right but once you're at home, you have to speak Spanish. And I think that really, you know, embedded the culture in me. And we visited you guys a lot. And we also, you know, celebrated our Mexican holidays and, you know, our culture and everything. And it we, we didn't forget that, you know, but we morphed it in with the American culture, of course, because that's where we live. This uh, When we go out, you know, every day, that's what we see. That's how we act, you know, so... I don't think, um, I think if you get too carried away and if you don't care, you can definitely lose that culture, like you said. But I also think um, that's not 100% what's going to happen. I think if you work really hard since, the, you know, from the beginning, um, you can fight hard and prevent that from happening and you can still keep that culture, you know. And I think you've seen that a lot, you know, just like you said. At, there are a bunch of kids at my school who are Hispanic, um, who their parents, you know, did immigrate, immigrate, how do you say that? Immigrate. <laughs> who immigrated here. <laughs> and, um, sorry. And, um, and their kids, you know, they were born here. But I don't think, but what happened was that uh, they didn't have that, sta- that same, like, um, I guess, base where they were constantly speaking Spanish, you know, maybe at the beginning um, of their lives, but as soon as they went to school, it was English from there. And I don't think, um, I mean, they were kids and I don't think, I think the parents are really proud of them. Oh, they learned another language, you know? But I think over time, like you said, if you don't fight hard and you don't prevent it and your parents aren't constantly telling you, hey, Valeria, you know, like, let's speak in Spanish, you know, tonight for dinner, right? Like, well, not for dinner, but at dinner, let's speak in Spanish. And I think that constant reminder, like, helps keep, um, you know, that culture and that language and, and the beliefs that we value. Um, but you've seen that a lot here, that Hispanic kids with Hispanic parents who have immigrated here, you know, speak Spanish when they're very young, they go to school, they learn English, and the English completely takes over their lives. And then when they get older, they understand it, but they don't speak it. And it's really, really hard for them to transition back. So that is a case of, you know, what you've been saying. So, yeah. So what we're really going to try to focus on these next episodes or this episode, haven't really figured out how we're going to do it, but our main focus is that we're going to be trying to break down what these 
these complications are and how we can really like save the language and the culture yeah like, the culture we used to have and like we still have really cherish it yes we still have but could could go away as we're talking about and we're just trying to save it and the the methods we can have to really just keep it alive yeah of course yeah i mean some of the topics we've brainstormed for like future episodes here let me get okay um yeah have been like culture and language you know and um hispanic parents being a hispanic teen here Versus being a Hispanic teen in a Hispanic country. That is what I was trying to say. I'm sorry. Okay. That's another <laughs> that's another um, idea we've come up with. We could also talk about, you know, family customs and manners and, like, slash Hispanic manners. Like, how is that different from other cultures? And, um, yeah, so those are just a couple things that we've brainstormed. There are definitely more, but... Um, or just kind of like, like Marcelo said, we're trying to keep this alive. We're trying to make this normal, like, you know, and we just want people to be proud and to be able to talk about this and not like it's something with controversy or anything, but we just, we want to make sure that people don't forget, you know, that people keep this culture and keep these values that they have of being Hispanic and are are proud of it and that they, you know, that they love it and that they, you know, remember it, which I think is the most important part, important part that we've, you know, been talking about previously, you know, um, we don't want to lose it because once you lose it, it's really hard to like get it back. So, yeah. Do you have anything else to say, Marcelo? Okay. So I think we're going to wrap it up with that. We've spoken about what we're going to talk in the next episodes and this season as a whole. And if you have any doubts, just be sure to send us an email or anything. Email. We have our social medias. Yeah, oh yeah. Send us a message or follow us. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap it up with that. And we're going to we're going to be working on the next episode until 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 next time, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we'll leave our our Instagram link, or not our Instagram link, um, but our Instagram, you know, down Usernames. in the description. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in for 1203. Perfect. Thanks. Bye.